Blog Talk Radio. Mommy, I hear the baby crying. Help me, all the words she's in time. Where have I been while my world has been dying? Lord, teach me. Oh! 
All right, welcome back to another edition of Her International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and I'll be your host tonight. Just want to thank those of you that have been praying for us and standing with us for all your financial support, your prayers, your encouragement. Just want to encourage you to send in your prayer requests at prayerinternational at gmail.com. You can also check out the website at www.prayerinternational.org. And if you uh, are listening to the show, you can check out our chat room. 
Obviously, we're on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, if you notice on our website, we've got a few different tabs. You'll see us on iTunes, um, Ustream, YouTube, Blogger.com. Uh, we have some daily devotionals up. So feel free to search around, check it out, let us know what you think. You know, many of you ask uh, why we worship, why we have so much music on our show. And you know the Bible says in Psalm 100, it says, Come before his presence with singing. Enter his courts with praise. And if you're going to worship the Lord, if you're going to honor the Lord, you've got to do things God's way. See, God has a pattern. There's a biblical pattern for doing things. There's a biblical pattern for living. There's a biblical pattern for how you do your finances. There's a biblical pattern for prayer and how to be effective in your prayer life. There's a biblical pattern concerning everything in the natural in the supernatural or in the spiritual realm. And so worship, the reason we worship is it brings a focus, it brings an attention, it brings an alignment, it begins to make things shift and conform to the purposes of God. Listen to this for a minute. If you've got your Bible, or maybe you've got your computer up. Psalm 100, Psalm of David, and this is concerning worship. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God, it is he that has made us, not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy endures forever. And his truth endures to all generations. So they're saying, serve the Lord. Come before his presence with singing. So that's why we worship that we can come before the presence of God. And the Bible says in Hebrews, he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. That means you have to have faith. You have to have faith. And so tonight we're going to talk a little bit about faith. So I'm going to open up in a word of prayer, and then we're going to talk about our faith a little bit, talk about our belief, talk about what we know to be true. So Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor. Lord, we thank you, Father, that we can even come before you and call you our Father. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the privilege of knowing you. Father, tonight, Lord, we just say, your kingdom come, your will be done. Father, your purposes and plans come forth. 
your words, your message come forth tonight. That you'd speak to our hearts. Speak to my heart, Father. Speak. Speak into the life of my family. Speak into the lives of the men and the women listening tonight. And transform their hearts. Transform their minds. With your living word. Lord, we welcome your Holy Spirit to work in our hearts. Father, we pray your presence would be active and moving among us tonight. That you would heal hearts. You would heal minds. You would heal bodies. That, Lord, you would heal and bring people to the knowledge of the truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you have your Bible or whatever you have, Bible application, Bible app, smartphone, computer, nowadays, pretty much you can get the Bible anywhere. There's a scripture that most of us in the kingdom, if we're believers, are familiar with, and it's 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Now, if you're not in the kingdom, you're not a believer, you're not familiar with your Bible, turn to your New Testament. So go to about two-thirds into your Bible. And we're going to go 2 Corinthians. So go Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians. Alright. So Second Corinthians five seven. I'll give you a minute to turn there. Give me a minute to turn there. <laughs> it says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. For we walk by faith and not by sight. That's how we walk. And this is gonna be the Context of our topic tonight. This is going to be our scripture. We'll have a few others, but we're going to work around this one tonight. So we, the household of God, that's how we walk. That's how we do things. We walk by faith. The Bible says in Hebrews, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So let's have that understanding. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So if you're going to live a life that's pleasing to the Lord, if you're going to live a life that's honoring to God, if you're going to live a life that's worthy of the hope that you're called to and worthy of the purpose that God's purposed you in, it's got to be a life of faith. So you say, okay, well, what is faith? Well, let's look at the biblical definition of faith. For a minute. Let's go to the book of Hebrews. So just go closer towards Revelation. Go towards the back of your Bible. And on the way there, we're going to go Hebrews. It's right before James. Hebrews, James, and John. All right, so Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11, 1. Not one eleven, but Hebrews eleven one. Although one eleven good. It says now faith this is what faith is is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. 
We're saying, no, look, faith is substance. Faith isn't just some invisible thing out there that has no substance. Faith itself is substance. And it's the substance of things hoped for. So whatever you're hoping for, faith is the substance. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. So saying, look, faith is the realization of things hoped for. And faith is the conviction of things not seen. See, there's a reality to our faith. I don't know where the breaking point is. See, we have to walk this walk out by faith. We can't do it by natural thinking. We can't do it by carnality. The Bible says the carnal mind is enmity with God, which means it's God's enemy, which is why without faith it's impossible to please him. See, the Spirit is life and peace. So when you walk by the Spirit, you reap life everlasting, the Bible says in the book of Romans. We're told to walk in the Spirit, and we don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. So we're to walk this life of faith out in the Spirit. We don't walk by sight. See, what we see around us, often it deceives us. Just remember, not everything that you see is as it appears. There's always an underlying substance behind what you see. See, the the world is either operating, people in the world are either operating by faith, which is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen, or they're operating by fear, and not the fear of the Lord, but fear. We'll get into that in a different night. Tomorrow night I'll probably talk about the spirit of fear. We'll get into that. But I can tell you this, God has not given his people a spirit of fear, but he's given them power. He's given them love. He's given them a sound mind. See, in this faith that we're talking about, it, it is a gift. It is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. So as the Holy Spirit enters a person's life, there's an element of faith that comes along into a person's life. It's imparted or imputed, rather. It's birthed into, it's a package deal. When the Holy Spirit comes, there's faith, the gift of faith, the, the fruit of the Spirit. But there's also gifts and measures of, the, of faith that the Spirit brings along in ways. That's why the Bible says we go from faith to faith and glory to glory. See, There are different levels of faith. There's different impartations of faith. There's different experiences in faith. And yes, we have to have an initial amount of faith to please God. We have to have an initial amount of faith to come to God or to believe that he is God. 
But as we grow in a trust, we grow in an understanding. And as we're continually filled with the Holy Spirit, along with the Spirit, comes impartations of faith. But the Bible says faith comes. This is how faith comes into your life. By hearing. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Now I want you to understand something. Spiritual principles operate similar ways. Faith comes by hearing, but guess what? Fear comes by hearing. And that's why you have to be careful what you meditate on. That's why you have to be careful what you put in your ears. Or what you put even before your eyes. And we'll get into that portion of it later too. But faith comes by hearing. And hearing the word of God. When you listen to the Holy Spirit, it builds your faith. When you listen to a man or a woman speaking from the Bible or speaking under the utterance of the Holy Spirit, it builds your faith. When you read the words of the Bible or begin to read along out loud or quote or declare the words of the Bible, it begins to build your faith. And so there are different ways. One of them is that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by the Holy Spirit's impartation or entrance into your life. The Bible says That it's the Spirit of God that draws us to Him. No one can come to God unless the Spirit draws Him. Sounds very similar to no one can come to God unless you believe that He is. So when you come to God, it's got to be not only a work of the Spirit. But it's got to be an act of faith. Let's talk about how does faith operate in our lives. We've talked about the biblical definition of faith. Faith, Hebrews 11.1, is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Let's, Let's continue a little bit. Let's look at a few examples first. And then I'm going to talk to you about how faith operates. says, for by it, or for by faith, this is Hebrews 11.2, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. What is he saying? It's the things that are unseen that made the world. The worlds were framed by the word of God. Same way that faith comes. So faith is created when God speaks. The worlds are created when God speaks. Everything in your life operates by words. Words that God has spoken, 
words that you have spoken, words that others have spoken, words that the enemy has spoken, words. And depending on what you allow to dictate and operate and control your life or gear or steer or direct your life, See, it depends on what what words are you allowing into your life. Whose report are you choosing to believe? Whose words are you choosing to believe? I said earlier, faith comes by hearing and hearing God's words. I also said fear comes by hearing also. See, Isaiah asked the question, he says, whose report do you believe? But we need to realize, are we believing God's report? Are we believing the words of the enemy? Are we believing the words of man? Are we believing the words of a living God? Are you listening to words of sickness and defeat? From poverty and failure? Or are you listening to words of victory? And success? and good health, and abundance. You see, David caught something. David caught a principle. Caught on to a principle, rather. Or maybe he did catch it. Because, see, some things in the kingdom are not caught. They're taught. Or they're not taught, rather. They're caught. And you may have some information, but sometimes you need an impartation. And David had an encounter with the Spirit of God that brought him to a living reality. That brought him to an understanding of who his God was. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And if you're his, you learn to walk by faith. And not by sight. That's why Jesus said, They have eyes, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Why did he say that? See, there's a spiritual seeing and a spiritual hearing and a spiritual understanding that a person can come to when they begin to live a life that's yielded to the kingdom of God, yielded to the supernatural yielded to the presence of the Holy Spirit. So you have to realize that we need to have an understanding. God is a supernatural God. He does super extraordinary things in the midst of natural circumstances. And when you take those natural circumstances and you take those super extraordinary things, that are out of this world, and you begin to converge them with this world, you get supernatural. Like Tim's story says, if you guys ever heard Tim's story, God takes his super, and he puts it on your natural, and it makes you supernatural. Pretty simple. Amen. And so faith operates. How does faith operate? 
We're going to give you examples of faith. We'll jump back to that. Sorry. It says, Through faith we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God, so things which were seen were not made of things which do appear. Verse 3. Now verse 4 of chapter 11 of Hebrews. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of the gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaking. By faith, verse 5, Enoch was translated that should not see death. It was not found because God had translated him, for before his translation, he, that his testimony that he pleased God. Verse 6, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Let's talk about that for a minute. I mentioned this earlier. This is Hebrews 11.6. Very important that you get this in your spirit. But without faith it is impossible to please him. Big H, him, God. For he, big H, I'm sorry, little H, for he that comes to God must believe that he, big H, he, is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. What's it saying? When you come to God, you have to believe. When you come to God, you have to believe by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. What does James say? What does James say? Let's go over to the book of James real quick. A couple more chapters over. Hebrews, James. Maybe they put Hebrews and James together because both of these chapters, both of these books talk so much about faith. In fact, all of the book of James really talks about faith. Let's let's do this. Trying to see where I want to start because the whole thing's about faith. All right. He says, if any of you, verse 5, chapter 1, so chapter 1 of James, verse 5, it says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God who gives liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given. But let him ask in faith. Notice all these men we talked about in Hebrews 11 operated in faith. Notice James is telling us whenever we come to God, we need to ask him in faith. Paul tells us, when you come to God, you must believe that he is. He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. What? Diligently seeking him by faith. It's the only way you can please him in prayer. He says, let him ask in faith, not wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven, the wind tossed. Let that man not think he shall receive anything from the Lord. For a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. He's saying, look, 
if you can't ask God by faith, don't think you're going to receive anything from God. Maybe that's why there's so many disappointed people that approach, quote-unquote, Christianity, but they don't do it wholeheartedly by faith, and therefore they don't get any results. And yet they want to blame God because they didn't do things on God's terms. He that comes to God must believe that he is. He that asks God must ask in faith. Don't let that man think he will receive anything from the Lord if he's double-minded. What's that saying? You either believe God or you don't. Either you're going to trust God or you won't. Do you trust God? Do you believe God? Do you put your faith in God? How does faith operate? The Bible says faith works by love. By love. So one gift works as a fruit of the other gift. And one gift works out of the overflow, producing the other gift. Faith works by love. They're both fruits and gifts of the Spirit. God is love. How are you going to believe God unless you first experience his love? It's the love of God that leads people to repentance. It's the love of God that draws them. Jesus loved me when I was yet a sinner. Christ died for me. He loved me. He gave himself up for me. And I loved him because he first loved me, right? Isn't that how it works? You loved him because he loved you. He who is forgiven much will love much when you are forgiven much. Given a hope. Given a Savior. Given a God. Revealed a, a Father that loves you. He's willing to give you another chance. But a love in your heart for him that thankfulness in your heart for him. And it's that love that produces a trust. It's that love that produces belief. When you love somebody, it's easy to believe them. When you love somebody, it's easy to believe them. It's usually they've earned it. They've proven it. And when the love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit, it will produce an ever-increasing faith in your life. As you love much, you'll believe and you'll have faith. When you ask God, you can ask Him faith. Why? Because you love Him. Because He loves you first. You can ask him in confidence. You can ask him with a boldness. Because faith operates by love. Everything you do in the kingdom, it's got to be by love. The Corinthians, back to Corinthians, the greatest gift is love. 
Paul said, if you don't have love, you're nothing. Just a clanging symbol, just making a lot of noise. Just making a lot of noise. Just a cloud without rain, puffed up, but no effectiveness. Without love. That's the way your faith operates. That's the way faith works. You say, well, my faith doesn't work. Well, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the love of God. Allow God to put a passion in your heart for Him and a compassion in your heart for people. Your faith will begin to stir. Your faith will begin to work. So I was told to stir up our most holy faith by praying in the Holy Spirit. That could mean two things. It could mean praying in your prayer language or it could mean praying under the unction, praying under the inspiration of a spirit-guided prayer. It builds your faith because it's only the prayers that are guided by the Spirit of God. It's only the prayers that the Father births you and, and prods you to pray, pokes you to pray. Those are prayers that are answered. And like I said before, should we preach without first praying? You know, preaching is preaching. And if it's bringing people to the gospel, I say, God, to God be the glory. I think it would be better if we prayed for Should we do things without first praying and being led by the Spirit? Well, I'm not going to tell you to pray, not pray, but it's the, the prayer from the heart, the prayer that's fueled and guided by the Holy Spirit. Those are the ones. We're told to pray continually. We're to ask in faith. We're to reach out to God because we're His. We we don't walk by sight. We don't walk by natural means. Some trust in chariots. Some trust in horses. But we shall remember the name of the Lord our God. And this walk, we don't do things like everybody else. Christians don't pray like everybody else. Christians don't do things like everybody else. If they are, they're missing it. We do things the way God does things. And it doesn't look right to the world. So, Father, give us a faith. Help us to walk by faith and not by sight. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Prayer International Radio. You have a blessed night.